Congratulations, you found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, Kayla Saxon. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. Donald Goins. Yes. Goins. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you like him? Yes. He's a he's a good writer. My mom's favorite books. I have all his like first copies. Kayla did he's a fangirl thing. Yes. Oh, oh my god. Okay. I really liked. So do I, that I liked one. The book. Do that lot. one for sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah, my mom met him when he was in jail. That's cool. Yeah. Because How did she meet him? Because she was working at the jail. Well, fair enough. <laughs> well, I don't know if like she went to visit him or if she worked there. Or... But you don't know my mom, so I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people go to visit other people in jail? Yeah. Hmm. I used to do it all the time. It's what we did for fun. I'm sorry, what? It's what we did for fun when I was a teenager. Are you one of those chicks that would write to prisoners and go, hey, how you doing? Well, I didn't write to him like that, but yeah, I had some pen pals that were in prison. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you know, Blanche had one I used Golden to, Girls. I used to send them. A criminal chaser? I used to send him them letters, and they would draw me pictures and send me pictures that they drew. That is so wrong, Bonnie. I would send them pictures, which now I realize was wrong because I was like 15 at that's, the time. That's why I was saying Bonnie. this is so wrong. She was like the... The original... I liked pen pals. What can I say? The original jailbait. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. You read my mind. The acoustics in this room are terrible. I even have Did a note on the back of one of the pictures that said, well, you said if you ever went to prison again, you wanted this picture, so here you go. Oh, my and God. And they sent the picture back to me, I guess. When I, I don't know how I ended up with it back, but it literally yeah, says that. it didn't get through. It was like, uh, yeah. That is just so wrong. Send this back to her mom. (laughs) At least they sent it back. Well, okay, for some reason, everybody at the... And this was just a county jail. It's not like it was like a prison prison or anything. Not like Leavenworth? Right. And for some reason, they all had my friend's number, so they would call all the time. So they would call my friend and we would talk to him on the the phone. If you could only see the way that you were all... All three of us just turned and looked at Vonnie. Is this not how normal teenagers spend their time? No. no. <laughs> and then after talking to him on the phone, we would go visit him. No. 15-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Where in the hell was your mother? I don't know. I don't know if Buying I told her. Buying stamps? <laughs> <laughs> Kayla would know this. <laughs> She's writing. <laughs> her penmanship has improved so much. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, well, our teacher wanted she's us to always, have pen pals. They didn't specify where. She's always liked older men. I just don't know why. I don't think that your teacher needed to specify not people in jail. <laughs> well, the pen pals were in prison like in different states, so understood. that was okay. Unless you like knew them, like oh, it's my brother, or it's you know cousin so and so. But not any, many, many, mo prisoner three two. Wait, if they were in different states, how are you very sure that they weren't in like the big time and not just county jail? They were in the big time. The the pen pals, not the people I visited. You know, I'm learning some things this about you. This isn't improving at all. <laughs> just these were re- people that my stepdad knew that were in prison. Oh, that's right, Tony. We forgot yeah, about Tony. Yeah, in like yeah. I don't know. I want to say like Tennessee. Yeah. 
Nice We're getting into a whole other section of time here. I'm not so sure we want to go there. <laughs> this was in my other life, my yeah. white trash life. Yeah. Hey, that would be a great title for a book. Or a show. Yeah. Me and my sister talked about, you know, we should write a book. My Big Fat White Trash Life. Yep. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I could write it. You do could. It. I think you should do it. No. You're a good writer. Yeah, but people don't need to know about my assorted past. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They watch reality TV. You're much more interesting. As we review books for Black History Month. <laughs> really, that that wasn't intended to go that direction. But it's Sorry. your fault, Kayla, because you started the whole prison thing. We did not. I just said my mom knew the author. Who was in prison at the time. We don't need her getting random emails and Facebook requests in their jumpsuits like. Hey, I think that's pretty. <laughs> hey, girl, remember me? <laughs> Hey, girl, I'm out. I still have your picture. <laughs> From when you were 15. That was a pretty yellow shirt you had on. <laughs> I, got, I got parole. <laughs> Can you send me cigarettes? We're doing a live podcast from my dining room tonight. You might be able to hear my husband, Ron, in the background talking Tom's ear off. About Rachel, pizza? Yes, Rachel and Tom are here from Amarillo tonight. And, and Megan's here, and Kayla's here, and Alyssa's here, and Ronnie's here. Anyway, we're having a big party because tomorrow's my birthday. And they bought me the coolest present ever. Well, I'll take a picture of it, and we'll put it on Facebook. It's really cool. But basically, uh, we decided that we'll try to cram a couple of podcasts in so, so we have everybody here. And it is Black History Month, so we had sort of semi-planned on doing something anyway. We'll hop right in on the Black History Month bandwagon. We've actually done this several times already. We, we've done it several years in a row, just at different on different weekends. I don't think we did it this weekend last year. I think it was earlier. We did. We did it. Because like, it wasn't on the same weekend as my birthday last year. No, we did it either like the work week before yeah. or the week after it's Valentine's. It's kind of hard to mix really serious things with knock down drag out drunken podcasts it doesn't have to be serious well you're right book it doesn't have to be excuse you (laughs) we're gonna have some some nail scratching (laughs) hair pulling going on how dare i'm never letting you have the pronouns book club now i'm just kidding (laughs) there's some ugly looks going back and forth across the table right now she is you, writing that down. You're going to check me off your list. <laughs> she's, no, she's putting you on the list. <laughs> You're banned. You're banned. <laughs> I would never do that to you. Now, girls, kiss and make up. You insulted me. <laughs> it was not an insult. I was just saying it doesn't have to be serious. I don't think I read it serious. Mine isn't serious. It's about aliens. I mean, it's kind of serious, but... Look, we could be invaded at any time. Yeah, and forced to mate with them and whatnot. I didn't think that far, but okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're, we're going to get there a little bit later in the podcast. Oh, Trust me. No. Yeah. Is this in the same vein as my alien book? Um, it might be. I don't, yeah, I think it yeah. kind of might be. Ice barbarians of what? Ice planet barbarians. Okay, yeah. Well, this is not an ice planet, but, but there's definitely some weird shit going on. Little brown chicken brown cow. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, quite a lot. That's all my books. See, Kayla and I just spent the entire day watching 
a um, an Amazon Prime show. Actually, we started watching it yesterday, and we binged the entire thing. It's called Car- Carnival Row. We watched the entire thing, and there's some like fairy tale creature type things going on in there. Who are like with dueling penises, cross pollinating, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's his name? What's the dude's name? Orlando Bloom. Orlando yeah. Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Is Ooh. Personally, oh, I like. Oh, yeah. I know which one. I yeah. wanted to watch that, but I don't have Amazon Prime. Because I up. like Orlando Bloom. He's She'll hook really you up. pretty. I'll hook you up. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of still thinking about the chocolate, chocolate guy with the hooves. <laughs> Wondering what was underneath that. <laughs> <laughs> Lift up your tail, honey. <laughs> so my mind is already there, you guys. Is it just, okay, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> I was about ready to say something super inappropriate. Even for this podcast. Speaking of which. No, we'll bring that up the next time. About your friend who told us to tone, tone it down. Yeah. Oh, don't ever tell me that. Somebody thought that we were too out there. We swear too much. Mm. I got some bad news for them. <laughs> That's just going to make me swear more. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's pretty low-level swearing for me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. He's really loud out there, isn't he? He sounds really loud in here. You can hear him. That's both of them. <laughs> we did tell them to come in, though. So I can't They're talk. happy to have each other. <laughs> <laughs> Ron doesn't get a friend over very often. <laughs> He's retired, so he just gloms onto whatever male person comes in the door and just feeds them alcohol. Poor Tom. Until they like him. You thought you had a designated driver. You're going to be sleeping on the couch tonight. So the big library book sale went on over the weekend, and we got away with. Uh, huge amounts of books. I shopped for Vani this time. Yeah, because I had to work late. I didn't leave work Friday until 7.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, so I got you a no big pile of books. You're going to be in the, in the reading for a while trying to get through that pile. That's good. I found a few things this year. I'm kind of um, I'm feeling a little torn that, you know, I've spent so much of my time and effort publicizing this book sale. I'm thinking it might not have been a great idea to tell everyone the best secret in the universe because they all fucking showed up. <laughs> there they were did. a, lot, Was it of a lot of people on Friday this year. Oh, mm. my yeah. God. There's a lot of people for a Friday. Well, I mean, I know people that take off work just so well, that they can go. Well, this is a Friday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that's why they take the whole day off. Holy crap. There were a lot of people there this year. Way more people than were there last year. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they all want to go into the better books room. Yeah, looking for those. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but yes, I feel very protective of that room. And the fact that they were all lined up to go in there. And I'm like, dude, over there is better. 50 cents and a dollar. Cheaper over there. Yeah, go for the cheap books first and then come back over here after I'm done. Fucking people. The nerve of those guys showing up because we publicized it. Yeah, and I'm sure that's the only reason people show up. Is this is the only marketing they did for it. Yeah. That's it. Just yeah. us. This podcast. Well, I was talking about the radio station, too. I didn't have to. It wasn't. It still wasn't quite like Saturday, though. Like, I didn't have to just, like, full, like, butt slide past a person, which is my least favorite part. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to do that. But also, I didn't go in the fiction section. 
the fiction section scary. is insane. Yeah, it's scary. So I just skip it. Where did you go? If you didn't go to the fiction section. Well, first of all, I went to the romance section. Oh, also, they were right. down two tables this year, so I was kind of irritated. Oh, and I only had two tables. I was like. <laughs> Science fiction never has that many tables. People do not get rid of their science fiction novels. Yeah. So, and then I went to, well, I was buying books for a friend, so I went to the children's section, which is also nuts. A bad idea. Well, she has like a free little library, and so this is, I don't know what children want, so I was just standing there like, what do children like? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, can I borrow your child to pre- just a, just a minute? Just hang on a minute. It's not, it's not children. Creepy. What do you like? And then I was like, oh, I read that book when I was a child. That's a classic now because I'm almost thirty. Yep, there you go. And then I got a picture book about the country Chile. Oh well, every child should. So know. now the children who go to her library have to learn something. Why not? I don't know. It was a terrible experience. There were so many children in the children's section. That's sort of what it's for. There were so many people in the children's section. It was so stressful. The whole book sale was stressful this year. I had to I had to leave the room. But then I hung out with Megan and she was very nice and you followed know, me around and she took me to the Better Books room, which I had never been to before. The story that's the best to me is the one that after I left, um, Kayla is shopping in in book sale and all of a sudden she turns around and she recognizes megan's voice <laughs> of all the fucking people in the book sales like hey i know that voice because they'd never met and i don't really talk to people i'm just grabbing books and don't ask me i don't want to know i don't really kayla's care. like hey like, i know you <laughs> wait a second and of course, Kayla was representing wearing her three book girl shirt. So. That's how I found her. I was like, where's the blue shirt? Because <laughs> Kayla was already in line when I got there. Yeah. For the second time. <laughs> of course she was. Well, but you do have to get in line for each room, so. Yes. So. All right. Should we do some transitioning into some books? Books. Books. Some books. Yep. Okay. Um, I read a couple of books for Black History Month, and I'm going to pick my favorite to review. And it is Dope Fiend by Donald Goings. Goings. I'm very stuffy. I don't know why. It's those flowers. My husband bought me flowers. Oh. They gave me pollen nose. Hmm. But they're beautiful. <clears throat> they are very pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this book is called Don't Fiend by Donald Goines. And it's um, it's about um, people with drug problems who live in Detroit. And it's mainly about one girl who she starts dating the wrong guy. The guy is takes heroin and takes her to the drug house with her and they give her like free samples and like you know hate it when they do that and all of that for like a couple of weeks until she gets hooked on it and then she starts buying her own you know heroin and she lives with her parents but then she ends up spending like all of her paycheck and not paying for her 
car and then she starts stealing from her work so that she can sell stuff to get heroin and just everything just kind of slides downhill with her habit yeah i mean you can see how it's like taken over her life until she's ends up nowhere near the person that she started out being and um that's just one of the people there's um a lot of interesting characters in here um the the guy, the dealer who sells the heroin is a very disgusting, sadistic person who, for people just to get credit, they have to do like these weird sexual things for them to get credit to get the heroin, which they're so addicted that they... Credit? To get credit so that they can get the heroin today and pay them on Friday. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's like a, in order to get a loan yeah, from I'll, the dealer, you right. have to do something super To get disgusting. some heroin on credit. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So <clears throat> I would say that um, if you are faint of heart, don't read this book because it's pretty explicit and disgusting in parts and very, but true. I mean... Train spotting was like that. Was what? Which one? Train spotting. Oh, was oh, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and it's just um, not amazing, but sad, and amazing also how this drug just kind of takes over their life, and they're doing these things that they never would have thought even two or three months ago that they would do to be able to get a hit of heroin. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it was very powerful. Um, they did talk a little bit about how the cops like favored white people over black people. Like if, like if, um, now, these were heroin addicts, so it's not like they were good people. <laughs> but, like, um, say, like, the the people in department stores that walk around and follow to make sure that people don't shoplift, mm -hmm. they follow black people more than they follow, like, the white people, like, for instance. I was hoping that this would have a little bit more of the reason why um, drugs tend to hit, like, the colored neighborhoods more than the white Blacks. neighborhoods black neighborhoods more than the white neighborhoods thank you see we don't know these things we we need somebody to sort us out but it really was just about the story of these heroin addicts and where they started and where they ended up and mm -hmm. but it was a really good book i really enjoyed it and it was well written and kept me i, I mean i read it in like two days wow yeah it was good. And it I didn't it. necessarily have to be about what you said. And that was my confusion, too. I actually sent a message to Kayla and said, okay, so for Black History Month, what do we have, you know, what, how, what makes it qualify? And Kayla said, it just has to be a black author. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking it was going to have to be topical you yeah. know about history since it says black history month i was thinking and I, you know i hate history <laughs> so, <laughs> like any history come well, on this, this is written by a black author and on the little thing from the library it says that um for 23 years of his young life donald goines 
lived in a dark, despair-ridden world of junkies. Ooh. Um, so it's like personal experience, huh? He had worked well, up to his $100 a day habit and out of an agonizing hell came dope fiends. So Whoa. I'm guessing that this is partially based on his life from what I read right here. So, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. $100 a day. Well, it kind of follows because if Kayla's mom met him when he was in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so. Not that Kayla's mom was in jail. No. Kayla's mom worked, worked at the it. jail. Mm-hmm. And that was called Dope Fiends by Donald Goins. Fiend or fiends? Fiend. Okay. Dope fiend. F-I-E-N-D. Fiend. Okay. Listen, I told you I'm stuffy. <laughs> okay. Just checking, because I, th- I thought you said beans. Bean. I might have. I don't know. Apple, pineapple? What's that one you just cracked? This is the OG. Why are you making that face at me? The OG? It's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, but what does it mean? It's we a cider. Know. This is the original cider. It's, oh. like, not flavored. Oh, okay. It's the original a- gangster. Yeah. Okay. It, We're drinking cider at the table tonight. It just tastes like apples. <laughs> What else we got going on there? What if Vonnie, Vonnie's got water? I just have water. I told you I'm driving. I know, but does this mean you can't have any? Yeah, I could like probably have one glass, but nah, I don't she feel like it tonight. To. Megan's got a glass of cider. Rachel's got what? Uh, bourbon and Coke. Bourbon and Coke. She brought her own little airplane bottles of bourbon. I like bourbon and Coke. <laughs> Kayla's got... What? So I'm got, drinking water for now because okay. I'm like she started drinking wine. <laughs> she started drinking wine at like three <laughs> o'clock when we were watching Carnival Row, <laughs> and I am drinking Coke and Kraken. What's Kraken? It's dark spiced rum. I don't know. Oh, okay. Release <laughs> the Kraken. What's Kraken lacking? Kraken lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what the hell it was until my son sorted me out and said, you got to get some of that. It's supposed to be very good. It is very good. I was actually pleasantly surprised. My body can't have rum. Uh, one of those but things. But it's supposed huh? to be really good. It is delicious. No, it just doesn't like it. My stomach is like, oh, this yeah. is the thing we can't have. <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of like me and Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, do you want to go next or you want me to go next? So you want me to go next? Yes. Okay. Let me pull it up on my phone. Okay. So I read a princess in theory by Alyssa Cole and it is the first in her reluctant Royal series. Kayla's laughing at me, but it's okay. I want to read it. (laughs) It was really good. So, um, I want to take everyone back to the time before social media. And email. Some of us remember those times. I do too. I was there. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to take us back to the time before social media. And it was all about email. You emailed everyone about everything. And you used to get those email forwards oh, from God. someone in Africa. Uh-huh. And they said, I want to send you this money. Like, if you just do this for me. The original spam. The original spam email. The original scam email. Yep. Um, Nigerian so, prince, wasn't it? Yes, and so that's what this book is based on. The idea is, what if the prince was real? (gasps) Yeah, so 
This story follows Naledi, whose friends call her Letty, and she is an aspiring epidemiologist in New York City. And she keeps getting these emails from someone named Lakotsi from the fictional country of the Solo, which is a country in Africa. And she just keeps ignoring them. She's like, I don't know what this is. Like, stop emailing. But they're getting, like, more and more persistent and more and more personal, which is really weird to her. So they're kind of starting to get under her skin. Um, And on top of that, being an epidemiology student is, it sounds really stressful. Um, I did not go to grad school for a reason. I'm also not in science for a reason. Um, But so she's kind of worried that her, I guess she has, like, a required internship. She has to have to graduate um and her advisor for that isn't really getting back to her and she doesn't really know what's going on and one of the other grad students keeps giving her all of this work but she feels like she's going to be perceived as combative and annoying and hard to work with which is a problem especially for black women and especially in academia and so she kind of just keeps taking on all of this work and it's burning her out Um, she also has a job working for a catering company. And so one day, um, she, it's kind of like through the university. And so there's this big party that's going to be happening. And, um, the guy who she's supposed to be working with just quits and there's supposed to be another guy coming who they're going to train. Um, but she's really freaking out because it's going to be a party of like 40 or 50 people. And she's like, I can't do this with just a me and a trainee. And so while all this is happening, um, Prince Thasibo, who is the prince that keeps getting mentioned in this email, um, he is on his way to Brooklyn because he's been told that she's there. And when they were born, they were betrothed to each other. Oh, that's embarrassing. For who? What? (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't date you. I'm betrothed when you're like 10. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that would be weird. But so a long time ago, um, she her parents fled the country. And so she doesn't know anything about this. Um, and her parents died when she was younger. And so um, she has no connection to this country. She doesn't know he's coming. And he's just decided to take it upon himself to come and find her. And so to try and impress her, his idea was to sweep in at her work and impress her and say, I'm... Prince Lacebo, you're my betrothed, and trying to get her to come. But he doesn't, at, yeah, which doesn't sound like a good plan. No. It's a really bad sounds plan. Sounds like a terrible but plan. But so instead what happens is she he walks in and she thinks that he is supposed to, she thinks he's the guy that's supposed to be coming, the trainee. <laughs> and so she immediately starts calling him Jamal because that's the name of the trainee, and he doesn't correct her. And so he starts to try and become the trainee for the catering company. And he's uh, really bad at it because he's a prince that doesn't have any serving experience. He sets a table on fire. Oh, lovely. He does a bad job and she <laughs> fires him. Rightly so. Um, and so things progress from there because um, he's super hot. So she's like, I, but she also really wants, she keeps everyone at a distance. And so she's really fighting her feelings for him. Um, But so things kind of come to a head and thank goodness she does find out who he is. And it's bad because he's not the one who tells her. (gasps) It's bad. Um, It's definitely and it came much earlier than I thought it would. So a big thing they talk about in romance is like the dark moment. Like what's the thing that's going to keep them apart? 
And this comes like 50% to the book. And I was like, where are we going from here now? (laughs) To great stuff. So um, it ends up she does find out. um, And she has an opportunity to study a disease that's happening in the solo. And so she ends up going with him and pretending to be his fiance. She kind of is, isn't she? She, Well, she is. (laughs) I mean, she has to agree to it. Like, (laughs) she has agency and choice in this situation. Um, But it was a really cute story. I really, really liked it. Um, It's a little outlandish, but it really is like a modern fairy tale, which was really, really fun. Um, I, I wasn't, I don't think the ending quite worked out how I hoped Um, I wish that he had redeemed himself a little bit more from the fact that he did sleep with her under the pretense that he was another person, which is not okay. Um, I wanted him to redeem himself more. And I think that in the finale, in the conclusion, I wish that she'd had a little bit more agency, especially because she was a character with so much agency and so much drive. And I wish that like it had really ended a little bit differently but honestly four and a half stars it was so cute i can't wait to read the rest of the series and that was a princess in theory by Alyssa cole awesome it was good okay well i'm gonna bring the room down okay Okay. um i am going to review black sunday by tola rotimi abraham and it's a debut Ooh, debut Mm -hmm. um it's a story about four siblings in Lagos and um, it's their story of growing up without their parents basically so there's a set of twin sisters and then there's two younger brothers and what happens is when they're younger um, their mom like loses her job from she's like I don't care if she's a teacher or something but she loses her job and she has to find just go find a basic job but her dad their dad is a quick money maker I'm going to, this is a great business idea. Let me invest this money and we're going to make money off of this. And so they get into religion and a new pastor comes in town and says, Hey, if you give me this much money, God will bless you and you will be just fine. Oh no, he won't. So dad mortgages the house and gives him the money and things do not follow through. Pastor disappears. Of course he does. So the mom gets fed up and leaves. And then dad drops the kids off at his mother's house. So (gasps) it follows the four children as they grow up from each of their point of views. Um, Mm -hmm. One sister turns to religion. She has no problem with this. She just believes that it's going to be okay. One sister just does what she can to make it. Doesn't really matter what it is. And then the two brothers, you sh- you see that they, one of them has a little bit of anger issues. One of them has some um, acceptance issues. Uh, then their their mom comes back. So you have to see how, how they react to her coming back. And of course she has been over here to America. And so she goes back and you know, she has like, life is good over here. You need to come with me. Let's overlook the fact that I left you here and you have to go through all of these things. Well, the youngest brother, I think it's the youngest brother is like, I'm not 
whatever you know i'm not leaving i don't care what you say i don't care what you do you these are this is what you left us to and so i liked it because it was just you never you never understand how abandonment affects a group of children even though they were all raised together it affected them each differently right the same circumstances just different perception yeah and different coping skills and the fact that both parents moved on with their lives after leaving their children. Like it was, it it happens, was okay. It happens all the time, though. Yeah, it really does. does. So um, I liked it. Um, I've been reading a lot of stories based in like Nigeria and stuff lately. So to see how they have to live or they have to survive to make it and how far behind they are of us. Mm-hmm makes a big difference in how the story how you relate to the story because me i'm black but i don't have to go out there and sell water on the side of the road to make a couple dollars to go get something to eat right so yeah so that was black sunday by tola rotimi abraham excellent i smell bacon (laughs) i'm hungry yeah you you probably heard the sizzling early on in when my husband makes pizza he makes pizza you know, all the cute little trays set up in the outside fridge. Yes. The toppings. He, he, he had built the wood-fired pizza oven in the back. He has some very unique recipes. Um, some of our signature pizzas are a bacon mango, which is my favorite. And his most recent creation is a chili dog pizza, which we will be featuring tonight. Does it have beans on it? It does. Oh, I'll pass. That's okay, though. Yeah. I'll eat literally all the other pizzas. Yeah. We we have we have many. We have a Cajun pizza. We have uh, prosciutto and arugula with fresh arugula from our garden. I love pizza day. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And I love it because my husband is such an awesome, awesome cook. He made me a carrot cake for my birthday from scratch. He's, he's the creative cook in the family, not me. Mm-hmm. It's too bad they can't smell this bacon because it smells fucking awesome. It does smell good. It's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. It's mm. all bacon in this house. Yeah. He takes it outside and puts it in the pizza oven to cook it so it doesn't splash all over my And then brings stove. it in. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. Are you going to bring the room up or down? I'm um, going to bring the room to Sideways. outer space. To, so to a middle is so, what you're saying. Up, up, way up. Way up. <laughs> way up. Way, Way the fuck up. <laughs> She's going to go to infinity and beyond. beyond, beyond. <laughs> I was very pleasantly supplied, surprised, surprised. How many drinks have you had? Just the one. Um, when I found this, actually, I had heard about Octavia Butler before, who is was an African-American um, science fiction writer. The book descriptions that I had read about the first few books that she had written looked okay, but not fabulous. And I add, I did actually try to listen to one of the audiobooks, but she was the one that read it. And she has a really unique voice, which isn't always a good thing. Um, and so I was very distracted by that. And I ended up not finishing um, listening to it. But this was years ago after I had heard her on NPR because of her voice. She just has this very unique voice. One of those women who has a super deep resonant voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
they're really interesting anyway um so i found this other series that she wrote and i didn't even really look at the series wise i just chose a book that was a first in the series and it's called dawn by octavia butler the exogenesis series this was a really a really interesting book in that if you didn't i don't like to read too much of the intro and remember it too much. I like to just dive in. Sort of like putting together a puzzle without looking at the front of the box. Because it makes it so much better when you discover all the bits and pieces fitting together. So anyway, um, as I was listening to it, you kind of get the impression that something really bad happened on Earth. But you don't know exactly what based on the way they're describing it. But she sort of wakes up a couple of different times and doesn't understand what's going on. She's in this room, but she doesn't recognize anything. And so she's sort of like, you know, when you wake up and you're half awake and half asleep, and she knows she's been, they've woken her up several times, but she's not really sure what the situation is. Well, finally, she discovers that they're actually aliens, and they keep, trying to wake her up and like interact with her and she's very combative because she's a very strong woman and they finally get to the point where they're going to show themselves to her and they must be very disturbing looking from our point of view because she has a very hard time acclimating to them and has a hard time looking at them without being completely in terror. And you kind of get a description of what these aliens are like. They're kind of like, um, you know those sea anemones with the little moving mm-hmm. phalanges or whatever? I, I guess they're f- they have those on their face. Hmm. But they can make them move or be smooth. And they're they're very reactive. Anyway, it's a real strange thing. Alyssa's got this look on her face like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, the whole alien thing freaks people out sometimes. But I really was, I really in, enjoyed reading about it. Basically what they do is they groom her to be the person who wakes up the rest of the earthlings. Because what they've done is they've, rescued a bunch of people from the ruins of earth and they're trying to prepare them to go back but they've been on the ship for a couple hundred years they've been in stasis oh so they kept trying to wake her up you know they'd wake her up and they'd talk to her a little bit and realize okay whoa we gotta try again so they put her back under and you know so on and so forth so it's her job to wake up these people and they're being stored in these like plant-like pods sort of like um invasion of the body snatchers you saw the movie any of you guys anybody you guys are way too young anyway um so she she reads all the dossiers of all these people and gets to choose which ones she's going to wake up first and it's fascinating because she's trying to decide which one of these people is going to be her ally and how she's going to how they're all going to react to each other. And it's, it's really cool because they immediately start forming tribes against her because 
she has been chosen by the aliens, so they've given her some special abilities. They've like enhanced her immune system and they've made her stronger and you know some of these other things and they don't trust her at all. Of course they don't trust her because they don't trust anything they see. Their eyes are, you know, they don't have any frame of reference for anything that's happening. So it's a really difficult situation that she's been put in and the whole book is about her trying to make her way through this and she's got to wake up 50 people and they take them down to this training um, area, I guess you'd call it. It's, it's a rainforest that they've grown on the ship for them to learn how to survive on the earth. But it looks so real that the people think that it's the earth. Mm-hmm. So they try to get away and they're out there killing each other. You know how humans are. Yeah. Humans are terrible. They're terrible. So it's all this fighting and killing, and it just turns out so badly. It's depressing, really. Um, But you see a lot of the, I don't know, it's just a really, I think, I I was thinking a lot of the psychology of the situation and the way people interact with each other based on their background and based on, you know, how they live their life and et cetera. It's just really very interesting from that point of view, the way she has to choose to wake people up and and how they all end up trying to get along together. And, and the book actually ends before they make it. I can't remember exactly if they made it to the earth or just barely made it to, to the earth, but I know that the series continues. Anyhow, it was fascinating. It was really interesting because the aliens weren't anything like us but they were so fascinated by us and they wanted to know more about us and be with us and so there are some really interesting scenes where she and her chosen partner have sex together with this thing but he the the alien doesn't actually have sex with them it's a a mind thing it like goes into their minds and helps enhance their god if you guys want you to know what that same thing happened in a vampire romance novel i read really well this is an old book like really old so this is dead yeah Mm -hmm. this this was written back in the 70s i think so do you find when you read a lot of sci-fi books like this one that aliens have a lot of humanoid traits? Well, these don't really have a lot of humanoid traits. Well, but, but in like other ones. So mm, is this different in that regard? I think it I'm is. I'm just curious because I don't read any sci-fi. It kind, so. of, it kind of is. It's. I think the reason for that, though, is because we don't have a frame of reference for anything else. Right, so you have to give... We have to relate to them in a way that we can. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting the way science fiction authors approach it because they give us so much more to think about when it comes to situations like this. And I just love thinking about the possibility of if there were aliens, A, would we recognize them would we be able to communicate with them at all? So, of course, I'm thinking about all this stuff as I'm reading it. And 
I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting, the whole um, interaction between the two species and how invested they are in our continuing future. And, of course, that whole dark side of why are they so interested and why do they want to interbreed with us, which, of course, comes out in this as well. Um, all about making us better. And there's a lot of uh, pushback against that, of course, because people don't like hearing that. <laughs> it does sound very eugenics-y. Yeah. Well, exogenic is the uh, title of the series. So, yeah. The whole idea of mixing and, and putting together this new species that would go back to the Earth and be able to more readily survive. But there isn't a lot of information about what happened to the Earth. And I think that that ended up bothering me more. You got to finish the series. Yeah, see, that's that's one of the things I find hard about if I read like a sci-fi where something has mm-hmm. happened to the Earth is they don't ever explain what happened to the Earth. And then I fixate for three or four chapters before mm-hmm. I give up on the whole thing. Yeah. Because I don't know what happened. It's like, I need backstory. I right. need to know. Right. And you get the impression that it was destroyed and that it was horrible, but... It's just so thin. You know, you don't get a lot of detail about it. You don't know what happened. Um, the characters aren't thinking about that, which I found really odd. Mm-hmm. Because you would think that they would have memories that would come up immediately and that they would talk back and forth with each other and whatnot. If they knew. I mean, if they've been asleep in... For 200 years. In a plant it's, pod for 200 years. Exactly. And it's all just so... I when did the aliens snatch them and put them in the plant pods? It and might be before. And were they actually snatched or were they actually rescued? I mean, you've got all this. And that's the great thing about reading it, too, is that you kind of are... Um, you're sympathizing with the people who are, you know, fighting amongst each other about those very things. Hmm. So, because you don't really know. All you know is what Lilith knows. And it's because that's what she's been told. And they've given her all of these abilities. They've basically made her body better. She can heal faster. They've made her stronger. Basically, they've just found a way for her cells to talk to each other to be more efficient. She had had cancer at one point, and they took the cancer away. You know, they taught her body how to get rid of it, basically. Hmm. Just a lot of really interesting concepts. And I found that fascinating on a couple of different levels. For one thing, she was way ahead of her time. Um, Especially if this was written in the 70s. An African-American science fiction writer. Mm -hmm. Even a woman science fiction writer is really bizarre. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, women just are not accepted in that field very readily. So, I mean, she was a pioneer in her field. So I am definitely going to be going back and reading just about everything I can get my hands on by Octavia Butler. And I was really disappointed in myself for not doing it sooner. So anyway, that was the first in the Exogenesis series. It's called Dawn by Octavia Butler. Yay. Awesome. And that's that. The end. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, all I'm thinking about now is balls and pizza. You and your balls. Vani came in with a big box of balls. Big well, not container. that container. I only made one batch this time instead of multiple. There's such good only balls. one sack of balls. I only have one sacks. sack. Only one sack of balls today. She's got carpal tunnel from rolling them balls. Yeah. Well, if you're going to get carpal tunnel, that's how you get it. <laughs> They're my favorite Playing thing. with balls. Every time we all get together, I ask, like, can you make them? Can <laughs> make you make some sausage Can balls? you please make them? Because I love them. Yes. Bonnie will be putting that recipe on our I mean, it's the simplest thing website. ever. Well, don't, it- don't tell us. You got to write it down. That's the way we get people to go to our goddamn website. That's true. Drive traffic. Drive traffic. <laughs> I've actually worked on the website some. (laughs) (coughs) Hack of a lung over here. That pizza smells so good. I can still only smell bacon, but I've had really bad allergies this week. So it's like the thing that's filtering through. Bacon. (sighs) Bacon. Isn't that a commercial with dogs? There's only bacon, one thing that bacon, smells like bacon. bacon. It's the like bacon. Ba- the bacon strips commercial. <laughs> the, the three book girls bacon strips. <laughs> Balls, panting, bacon. I think we got it all covered that's here. about it? Yeah. That's it. The aliens would be proud. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for three book girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.